Welcome, everybody, to another episode of All Comic Interviews. I am joined today by Ryan Lee. Uh, great guy, doing some valiant cover work, Doing just did some Marvel work, if I remember right. Um, yep. And yeah, I finally got him on a podcast. We got an interview show. We're going to shoot the shit, and you guys are all going to enjoy it, like you have been for the last uh, nine that we've done. So, hey, Ryan, how's it going, buddy? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Not too bad. Yeah, anytime, man. Um, so, hey, let's uh, jump in. And uh, what was your what was your first professional comic work? Uh, my first professional comic work, I did a uh, variant cover for IDW. Uh, actually, it might have been a pinup, actually, but they're both for IDW. I did a pinup in uh, in uh, like an alien book for um, IDW, and then I did a I did a uh, Ghostbusters cover um, nice. for IDW, and that was like my very very first thing. Um, but I guess like printed, I did a bunch of gutters comics back in the day, uh, for Ryan Somer. Um, that was probably like my first like true comics thing, even though that's not printed. It's all, it's all web comics, but, um, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I did a lot of stuff for them. They, um, they were very, very good to me. How did you, uh, how did you, how did you jump on board with IDW? They just kind of, you, you knew, you knew the writer or artist or something and they, you got to do a cover or how does, how do you even get your foot in the door like that? I went to um, I went to San Diego four years ago. Um, I had a job in advertising for about seven years prior to that, and uh, uh, my wife and I made a bunch of like life changes. We moved, and she got a new job, and I was going to start trying to, you know, try my hand at um, comics and illustration. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, let's go to the big show. You know, let's save up and go out to San Diego. So I went out there, and um, my brother actually works at IDW. He's a graphic designer and letterer there. And um, I went and talked to him, and he introduced me to a bunch of editors. And I showed a couple of them work, and I kind of uh, I tried out for a few books here and there. Uh, one of the editors there really liked my stuff, but uh, nothing ever stuck. And then one day he was like, hey, you know, you want to do a, do a cover for us? And I was like, cool. Yeah, so I just kept sending them work as I, as I uh, worked more, had more samples, did better stuff, <laughs> because I was a little rusty. I hadn't really drawn a lot for, oh, years and years when I was working in advertising. It was basically just like quick sketches, and you know, I would get together with friends and draw like once a week. But I wasn't, I was uh, a little out of practice for sure. So, and yeah. So you've been drawing your whole life then, or is it something you picked yeah. up recently? Or? Yeah, my, my parents said I started drawing when I was around two or three, um, and then I drew all the time. I mean, we were, my brother and I were like a babysitter, we both draw, um, we were like a babysitter's dream, because they would come over and they could do whatever we want, and my brother and I would just like lay on the floor quiet and just draw for hours, so <laughs> we've been doing it forever, you know. Well, you've come a long way then. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> You're up on uh, Marvel's fridge now, buddy. Um, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. You, uh, did you go right from uh, IDW right into Valiant stuff? Because I think that's when I started. I, I think I, I think I discovered you on Twitter, actually. It was probably through, like, uh, Hansel or something, because I think he was retweeting some of your stuff. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Hansel's been a big champion for me. Yeah, I, I find a lot of guys through him, actually. He just retweets lots of cool stuff. So, um <laughs> But I think the first drawing I actually ever saw from you was like a really cool Spider-Man. And, you know, you got your own kind of unique style in there. So obviously it caught my eye. But uh, how did you uh, how did you get into Valiant? Because we're obviously big on Valiant over here at uh, All Comic. And uh, yeah. lots of people want to know. 
Oh yeah, Valiant. I love working for them. They've been so cool. Um, I've worked with tons of editors there. But um, basically, how that went down was I was at C two E two, and um, I don't know. I was just I, I've been doing a web comic called The Naturals with my friend uh, Chris Mewis, and I figured it would be a good way to show sequentials we- on a weekly basis and show that I'm putting the work in and kind of showcase that I can you know color and do my own do you know pencils and inks do all my stuff my own work and. It was fun. I had control over it. So, you know, a big part of this is just showing that you can do pages. You know, so many people want to want to be a comic artist, but they they just don't do the pages. They just do pinups and, you know, other things like that. So I was like, I need to crank some work out, you know, and this will keep me honest because, you know, eventually I'm not saying we had a, we had a fan base because <laughs> it was it was meager at best. But I mean, some people liked it and you know, if we, uh, if something was going up later in the day or every now and then people would kind of be like, Hey, where's the comic, you know? And that keeps you kind of moving forward on it and stuff. But anyways, at that point I had built a pretty like decent sized sequential, uh, library <clears throat> to show. And at C2E2, two years ago, I don't know, we were having a really good show. Like we had printed up our first comic, which is basically a, a collected web version, um, of the naturals for what we had had done at that point with some bonus material in there. And, uh, I don't know, just out of the blue, this, this, uh, this man walked up and he just started flipping through my, one of my portfolios. And, um, you can kind of tell when somebody's checking your workout for another reason, rather than just to be polite, you know, because you've made eye contact with them. <laughs> Cause there's a, lot of that. there's a lot of that at shows. And I, I'm guilty of doing that too, you know? But he came up and he looked through all of my portfolios. He didn't say a single word. <laughs> so I was thinking, I didn't know if he was an editor or not, but I was like, oh, he might work for a video game company or he might do something else, you know. And uh, he said, hey, I, I love your work. You do really cool stuff. Uh, here's my card. And I work for Valiant. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And it was uh, Warren Simons, who's the editor-in-chief there. He was just walking around, just checking stuff out which i think is really cool for someone at his level you know what i mean that that is really cool actually yeah and um he's like contact me i want you to do some covers for us and i was like yes totally (laughs) and then uh over the series of uh a few months he we got in contact and then um yeah i've done a lot of covers for them a lot Uh, i can't even tell you how the first one I did was an Exo Man of War uh, one, which actually was one of the later ones that actually got printed. They kind of create a library with a lot of these variant covers, I think. And uh, I think it just came out <laughs> last month. It was the first one I did. I think it was in August, something like that. But um, yeah, it was an Exo Man of War cover. And uh, I've drawn a lot of different covers for them at this point. It's cool. I, I really like all their characters. So it's been great to dive into their universe a little bit and get to put my spin on it they and they rarely have like any kind of changes or anything like that they just kind of trust you and your style and they let you run with it and the editors are all awesome there they <laughs> i i mean i am amazed by not amazed they're surprised but they they are all like really really good at what they do it's been great uh when it comes to doing covers because you're saying you, you know you drew one back in august and it was like last month's cover or something there. Um, yeah. Do they not? Re- they, they don't really give you like a story like, hey, this is what's going to happen in this book. Can you draw a cover for it? Is it just kind of like, hey, you can draw Exo Man or do something cool? Like, do you just kind of go with it, or how much direction do you usually get? That one, that one, since it was the first one, I think they gave me a little more direction on it. 
and they gave me a general idea. They're just like, he just has to be doing something cool in space. And that was, you know, that was pretty easy to come up with something for that. But uh, I like when there's a little bit of a story into it. You know, like the, um, I did a series of Bloodshot covers. I think I did three of them uh, for the Bloodshot Reborn series that's out now. Oh, yeah, with, like I the, think, with the screw and stuff? Yeah, those yeah, are some yeah. of, like, my favorite covers, I think, because, I, I don't know, I like, coming from an illustration background, um, it reminded me of doing ed- editorial illustration where you have to kind of come up with a concept, and um, it was really, really fun to come up with something, you know, because he's basically down on his luck, you know, he's in a... He's drinking, and he doesn't have any power, so it's really fun to play off of that. I could come up with some really cool imagery, so, yeah. Sometimes, it it all depends on the book, you know. Sometimes they have a, a mandate or some kind of beat they want to hit, but most of the time, I don't know, it just, it, it's different for every book. Did you did you color all your covers then yourself as well, or did you did somebody else do them for you, or with you, or whatever? I did a few of them, uh, maybe like two or three, but they had different people color it, um, They've kind of paired me up with this with this colorist, Alan Pasalacqua. Um, we work really well together, and uh, he kind of he kind of gets what I'm doing, um, which is you know messy with a lot of lines. <laughs> but he's that's, he's that's a technical out, term, of course. Yes, messy with a lot of lines. He's superfluous lines. He's found a way to uh, make that work really well, and. Um, he does. He does great work, and we have a we have a really good rapport. Like we we email back and forth, or he asks if I want to give him feedback. I try not to give too many like coloring notes unless it's uh, central to the actual um, concept, you know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a good, really, really good guy. Really talented colorist, artist. Is there any valiant character you haven't done yet, and you'd like to do a, at least a cover for? Or have you done um, them all now? No, nah, I haven't done them all. Uh, who, who's something that I would really like to do? Well, I did just did a couple uh, Book of Death covers, so I guess I I drew a lot of <laughs> a lot of characters that I hadn't before. A couple of them were like group shots of oh, yeah. laying around all dead, a bunch of corpses. So I don't know. There's a I think I've kind of drawn a lot of them at this point. I'm trying to think of someone that I haven't. I've done a lot of Rye too. Um, but yeah, I like, I think they have a really, really cool, uh, universe. Works out. Uh, any, I mean, again, comic industry is so damn secretive. Uh, I'm sure you'll, even if you knew, you wouldn't tell me, but, uh, any like hints or, or potential, uh, se- sequential work in the Valiant universe coming up or. I haven't heard of anything. Um, their line is pretty small. So usually their books have, you know, top tier guys working on it. Um, but I haven't heard anything recently. I've done a couple backups and smaller things for them, but I've nothing, nothing big for them nope. in the future that I that I know of. But that the editor who I work with a lot, he um, he's always trying to get more and more stuff for me. So he's like, I'm really, really trying to get something for you here. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, and then. You you've been working simultaneously between Valiant and Marvel, um, yep. But you did some sequential stuff for Marvel, right? Yeah, I did a uh, five page backup in Inhuman. I believe it was number was it number one, the Steve McNiven book. Um, my friend Ryan Stegman actually wrote the story, and it was kind of funny because I uh, 
we talk a lot on Skype, and he, he sent me the story to look at beforehand. I mean, neither of us knew that I was actually going to be drawing it. At that point in time, I had been working on the Inhuman special, number one. Um, I had just wrapped that up, that 30-page special. Um, and uh, I don't know, it just worked out where I got to draw his story. So it was kind of cool to work with your friend, you know what I mean, and get another published Marvel thing. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't think you, I don't think you needed to say that Ryan Stegman was your friend because all the Ryans are friends. Um, so it you know, seems that, that's like pretty it. obvious. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a name drop, but I mean, I we talk so much. It's I don't know. It's just the way it is. <laughs> just, just like just like oh oh you're from Calgary. Yeah, my friend Riley is over there. Yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> I see how it is. I know Riley too. You son of a bitch. No, I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, what was the the Marvel Inhuman special? Was your first work for them, or because you I don't recall anyway uh, any covers? Um, no, I didn't do them, any covers. Right? No, I didn't do any covers for them. And from what a couple of my friends are telling me, like Valiant's model is a little different. I mean, most of the time when you're doing covers, even even if they're variant, you know, it's kind of like you're established, and a cover is they give the covers to guys who've kind of put their time in on sequentials, you know, at some at like the big two, but. Uh, I think Warren Simon's really, I mean, and this, and I've heard other interviews with him and about him where um, he really likes developing talent and he likes giving people a shot. And I think there's, there's something uh, really commendable in that, you know, it's definitely helped me out a lot, you know? So, but yeah, um, no covers for them. Just the, the very first thing that came out was that uh, inhuman number one or number, I don't know if it was number, I think it was number zero. Yeah, zero or something sounds familiar. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, one, but... it had it had Black Bolt on the cover, and he's kind of coming out of rubble. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah. His clothing is tattered. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's zero. Can't yeah, remember. you're the one that's supposed to remember, man. It's your first Marvel work, for Christ's sake. I know it's number zero. <laughs> I get that. Mix, I get it mixed up with the Inhuman special because <laughs> the, the nomenclature is so close. I know. Yeah, yeah they Marvel likes to do stupid shit like that. <laughs> that's all I can say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get, and it's maybe an uncanny in humans and fantastic in humans and uh, you know, un unhumans. Ah, fuck, who knows? Um, I love, <laughs> I love Marvel though, but I'm so. waiting for the gl- gluten-free in humans. Ah, it's yes, coming there we go. Yes, I, I, I'm still looking for lactose-free Avengers. So you know. <laughs> keep your fingers crossed. I've heard, I've heard rumblings. <laughs> um. You, we were talking about your. Uh, how did you? What did you call your style there? Uh, uh, oh, it's just gone now. The the excessive lines, as you put it. Uh, what, yeah, what, what was exactly? A, yeah, uh, superfluous lines. There we there's go. A lot of lines. There's a lot of um. Not that I think that what I do is completely like undefinable because it's not. It's um. Somebody said one time that it looks uh, like a, it's like dark, cartoony, or um. Another creator one time said my stuff looked wonderfully wonky something like that i i'm not sure i mean i really like i like to um i love artists like mobius i love all those little tick lines and all the little detail and drawing texture i never would, um, i never would have guessed you like mobius yeah mobius and uh sam keith is another big big guy which you could probably tell i still like i like the way that hatching looks um I mean, I love all sorts of different styles, but yeah, cross hatching is like a lost art now. 
I mean, I like Jim Lee still kind of does it, but for some reason his doesn't resonate with me anymore. Yeah, but, uh, when I use it, there's been such a backlash against it that I, I think that a lot of people were using it as just a veneer that you throw on top of something uh, roughshod without any kind of um, conscientious uh, thought or process. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, try try to build form with it, you know, or texture. I, I still see it, and I still, I still think very 90s, and I'm expecting a lot of crossed, cross-hatch pouches. <laughs> like, that's Most of the time when I see it, that's all I think about. I just I can't not think about pouch, pouches and like maybe like a lack of feet. And, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> a lot of smoky, yeah, smoky cross-hatch, yeah. But no, I, I was definitely thinking, you know, there's that Mobius feel in there. I mean, you, you definitely got your own unique style. I'm actually just looking at your fear agent uh, when you just posted that I posted. Um, oh, thanks. For no, uh, or no, rather, uh, I can't post it to the, the, the all comic page because your privacy settings are all fucked up. But oh, you know what? I have to, I have to change that. I have, <laughs> I have to alter it for every single um, every single thing I post. But I'll do it. I'll do I, it. I'm Fear Agents, like one of my favorite books and stories of all time. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a really wicked piece. Um, Thank but you. yeah, like yeah. even even thinking of like your Spider Man that I saw there, and it was it had the very kind of like Mobius or. You know, even like I mean, obviously Mobius, like Nick uh, Patera's a, a Mobius fan. I mean, who, yeah. who isn't really? But you know, some of the more recent guys, right? I get like the Nick Patera stuff out of it, and um, a little bit of um, oh shit, what the hell's his name? Uh, Gus Storms when he first started doing Ego or Egos, uh-huh. and then he he kind of got yeah. cleaner as the series went on for some reason, and it kind of lost sure. me a little bit. But yeah. like you know, it, it's very I don't know, it's it's a very good look I think for a lot of the comics now that's not used as much. Because when you look at a lot of like the even Marvel and DC for the most part, they're more diverse now as far as looks go. But definitely, it's very it's a good, it's a good time. Oh yeah, it's it's much better than everybody got the same plain look, right? But yeah, um, I, I like that. I've always kind of liked the I don't know messier as it were, um, you know, adding the little detail lines and all that kind of stuff. So um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I just, try... it's something that really just resonates, man. Like your stuff just Thank looks you. good. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I mean, I. I don't know. I, I love so many different types of art. Uh, everything from like, uh, <clears throat> this, this sounds like I, I have a problem with like some of the cleaner art, which I guess Mobius is totally clean, but I like using blacks. There's something about like spotting blacks and using like cross hatching instead of just like, um, just dropping something in like a big solid black. I like kind of building up that value. Yeah. Um, it's really labor intensive, but I, I don't know. I just, it's gratifying to me the way it turns out when it's done. Well, Sometimes, <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know. I love everything from like, you know, like Chris Somney stuff is just incredible to me. Um, and like Paulo Rivera, like you, you can't really get any cleaner oh, than that. That, that guy, that's, man. Both of those guys are just like studs. Their work is unbelievable to me, but I mean, I love like the brushier styles. I love, you know, like what Becky Cloonan does. And of course, Sean Murphy. I just, yeah, I'm a big student of, of all of these, these guys, you know, and, and I love it. I just try to try to pick and choose. And I I don't think I do it. Like, I don't do it that like, I'm, (laughs) I don't have some like dry erase board where I'm like, okay, we're going to take this from this guy and this from this person and this from this, (laughs) this, this lady. Uh, I don't know. You just kind of pick things up and I'm just trying to make something that looks unique. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I draw like a, a lot of, 
people, but I, I don't know. I mean, who knows? So at the very least, like when I did this Inhuman book, um, I know that it looks different than what you might see normally from a Marvel comic in a lot of ways, so I made a very uh, conscious effort to do that. I'm like, well, some people, they might not like it, but some people will really like it, you know, because it's it can be a little bit polarizing the way I draw sometimes, I think. Not that I'm, like, uh, breaking barriers down or doing some, like, crazy art that no one's ever seen before. But I just know, like, when you exaggerate the figure a certain way or you draw Spider-Man or you make him look like a gray alien, um, some people aren't going to like that. And I read some reviews of people that uh, I think that I thought that they were going to uh, hunt me down and <laughs> take me out. But, I mean... I just wanted to make it look unique, you know? Well, Marvel's Something one of those places that the fan base is so... I mean, and DC too, for that matter. Uh, maybe less so now, because they're, they're so crazy over there. But, uh, I mean, you got you got such a long fan base. People are really adamant on Spider-Man should look like Spider-Man, you know? But uh, I, yeah. I, I was thinking of when um, the, the Avengers 100 came out uh, with um, yeah. uh, Stoko. And I mean, his style oh, yeah. is just so crazy different. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so glad they gave him a book. Just, I mean, the, the, that whole 100 thing kind of came and went and nobody really paid much attention to it. But, uh, yeah. like you're where, yeah, whatever it is, hundred years in the future or something stupid. But, oh, uh, oh, I was all over that. Yeah. I, I didn't <laughs> I hear too much about it. Like I, I, I went after the Stoko book cause James Stoko is amazing. But yep. otherwise I think I kind of, eh, nothing really grabbed me, but, um, I mean, he's, He's that that was amazing. I was like this. I it was so unique. Like I'm looking for like a really cool reading experience. You know, like of course I love a good story, but like I can get by and just looking at awesome art too sometimes. And but Stokoe's stuff is great. Like Orkstein was so good. Oh yeah. Um, did, did you read his Godzilla one? I did. I read both, yeah. and I, it, it's exciting when I look at his stuff. It's so unique. Um, and guys, like there's other you know like Trad Moore and like James Heron. Um, oh, and yeah. Eric Canetti, Eric Canetti, who's one of my favorite uh, all-time artists. Like these guys are doing such unique mark making, um, like things I've never seen done before, really. And and it's really exciting to see that. Right, that's valid now. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, they're not looking for the same like uh, Bushema uh, Kirby style. You know, like it's not just the same thing that Marvel's been. I, I know that's a little old, I guess, but. It's not, yeah. they're not looking for the same house style. Um, yeah. So. It, Agreed. It's nice to see when they, yeah, when Trad was announced for that book, that was, that was amazing. I mean, I like, I love Luther Strode and um, I'd like to see, I don't, I don't think it'll ever happen because I think Brandon Graham refuses to work for Marvel if I remember a tweet that he'd sent, but um, it'd be cool to see like, you know, him on a book or, you know, something like that. Like just, just change it up. I, I love that, you know, they're taking more chances, not, not just with characters and, and, you know, writers and stuff but they're getting some really really cool artists in there um and we were, we were talking about uh how your what, what your style kind of reminds me of and I, the name was just on the tip of my tongue there but uh yeah jeff, i kind of get a little jeff darrow out of that too oh yeah yeah out definitely. of that melting love, pot you know what i mean yeah yep i love i love him but he's for, so great for the life of me he's i couldn't so figure his last name i don't know why <laughs> it's, it's too so hot man. one of my favorite favorite artists um is uh, oh, I can't even think of his name right now. It's terrible. <laughs> well, see, there you go. I'm not the only one here. No, I I'm actually I have a like, I have this short list of guys that I'm just like, oh man, these guys are just like, 
they're exciting to look at. Like it gives me confidence to just keep keep doing what I'm doing, you know. Um, is, it, is it like a top to, ten list or something like that? I have a list of just guys that like when I kind of get stuck, and I'm like, am I doing what I should be doing? Should I be doing it tighter? Should I not be drawing guys that, the characters as wonky? I'm just like, look at what these guys are doing. And like, <clears throat> like a Ben Temple Smith or, oh, I love that you know, guy. like Jeff Stokely or even like Matteo Scalera stuff. Um, some of his Black Science stuff is really, really exaggerated. And that is awesome cartooning. It's so fun to look at. Oh, man. That's, it's, it's so fun amazing. to look at. Like, that's what I want out of a comic. I want to look at it and I want to get excited, you know. And when I read Tradmore's, um, Tradmore's uh, anything he puts out, really, I'm just like in awe. Like I seriously get excited when I'm looking at it. I'm like, this, this is a completely unique reading experience for me where I'm reading something and I'm just like in awe. It is like jaw droppingly cool. It's just super fun to read. It should, it should be that entertaining, you know? I don't know. And, and some people would argue that uh, some art like that sometimes isn't directly in service of the story. But like his storytelling is great, and oh, yeah. his a- his action storytelling is all uh, completely cohesive, makes perfect sense, is clean and readable. Um, it's just I I don't know I I like I like things to be exciting when I read them, you know. I agree. I mean, any, anybody that thinks that Tradmore, you know, isn't quite right for it or it doesn't look right or whatever, just needs to, to read like one issue of Luther Schrode and. With and they'll they'll be like oh, okay I get it now like I I think he was a little tame on his Ghost Rider stuff because I mean obviously it's Marvel but yeah he, he just lets it fucking loose on Luther Strode man like I can't believe how good that stuff is it's so fun it really is but, I don't uh, know. oh yeah I, I completely agree man yeah, it's it's it, I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of work out there that not necessarily boring but it certainly it doesn't get you you know jumping up and down and drooling over pages you know. Yeah, and I I respect I respect that. You know, I I don't want this to sound like I'm I'm crapping on people who are more of like the Kirby acolytes because I love that stuff equally as much. It's awesome. Don't Hell get yeah. me wrong. I mean, I love I don't know, like I mentioned, like I'm a I'm a big student of the craft and and all these different styles. I think a lot of that I I worked in an illustration studio when I first graduated uh college. And we did a lot of storyboards and editorial illustration and stuff. And I worked with a lot of artists. And some of their styles, when I first came in, you know, it was a typical college kid, art school college kid attitude. You're like, oh, that style's kind of weird. That doesn't appeal to me. But by the time I left that place, I had such a deep respect for so many different types of styles. Even part of that is like, this is a style that you might not do. This is a style that your sensibilities don't really play into very well. Yeah. But you should have a respect for this. And and I learned to really love a lot of different things that were not exactly what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people don't have that. Like, they see they see something weird, like a tread. I mean, even Trad Moore got guff for Ghost Rider, which makes me ill. That's what I mean, but, right? Like, people saw it, and they're like, oh, what is this? What is this? And it's like, you just got to go look at Luther Strode, and you'll understand a lot better, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, I just think that, 
once you understand and, and, and look at uh, all these different styles, uh, it, you just your reading experience and your appreciation for what people do is just so much higher and it's so much more enjoyable. Like I could spend all day looking at comics on a rack, you know, at, at a, a comic shop. I could look through every book. There's just so many different cool different styles from, you know, very conventional to completely bonkers, which is awesome. It's yeah. the variety right now is is unprecedented, I think. Yeah, I mean, you look at like uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, uh, who I, I feel like we praise almost every every friggin' uh, episode we do here. But uh, he, well, you should. He, oh, he's just fantastic, man! I can't get enough of his stuff. Like, he's another guy I'd love to see, you know, do a similar thing to you. Like, let's get a let's get a Marvel backup and let let the world take a look at what he can do. Because damn, man, the guy's got some crazy yeah. shit. And then you look at like opposite end of the spectrum, almost more Kirby esque with like uh, Alexis Zurit. Uh, oh, Zerit stuff is crazy. Yeah, like, love it. That Space Rider stuff, man. Holy crap! Yeah, I actually I just finally got a hold of uh, a copy of one of those books, and and I just love his stuff. He did a I collect Adam Strange drawings. Yeah, um, I get commissions from guys, and he did one of the craziest ones I've ever seen. There's like this big mechanical robot arm. Like he went all out on it. It's very strange, and it's exactly what I would want from him. You know, he just has an amazing. His imagination is is fantastic, and no one's stuff looks like his. It's just that wavy line he does. It's so bizarre, and his color palettes. It's yeah, his colors are just bonkers too. Like, oh yeah, man. it's riveting. He's and, amazing. But that's the kind of stuff that you know more people need to see. Like, you know, a li- little more diff- uh, variation, and and you know, try some more stuff. I wish that uh, Black Mask was a little more accessible. I feel like, uh, or not maybe not accessible, but easier to get. I know a lot of people can't. I mean, I've reviewed the first three, and a lot of people are like, "Man, we're like, where do we get these? Where do we get these?" And aside from the site, like, it's fucking difficult to get your hands on that stuff. Yeah, that stuff is. Um, is it mostly? Oh, I guess you can you can download it, or you have to you can get digital copies right online. And um... uh, I, yeah, you know, actually, right. I think they, they have a uh, DMR free or whatever it is. I'm actually curious to see what they're going to do within the next couple of years because they're putting out some really cool books. Um, I'd love for them to get to get more uh, get more cred and well, like yeah. at least get on Comicsology if nothing else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's such That'd a big gateway. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's getting. It seems like it's getting bigger and bigger. You know, more and more people are getting comfortable with just uh, hooking that up. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, before I was like that. I was one of those people. At first, I was like, man, I like paper. Yeah. And I have a local comic shop that I have a pull list at, and I still get all those comics there. But every now and then, I'll be like, oh, you know, I kind of want to check out this Darth Vader comic, and it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night, and I'm just like, boom. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and yeah, and that's where, I mean, they make their money on that for sure, They're the impulse stuff. Maybe, maybe it's probably gone down since they changed the app, and you can't buy it from the app anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's one extra step, whatever, but... I know I was in Pulse a lot when I could just, I was on the app. I, I would read like some Marvel book. You'd have like Doctor Strange in it, you know, just briefly. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I want to read some more Doctor Strange. And I would just scroll and buy, you know what I mean? And yeah. it actually was yeah, a yeah. bit of a problem. Uh, so I'm kind of glad it. I changed it. <laughs> I was doing that too. I bought a lot of stuff for a while, just like weird oddball stuff. And I really think that I should get one of those apps that like locks, locks your stuff down. Um, I think they're mostly if people get trashed or. <laughs> You know, they go yeah. out at night. It locks all their social media and everything like that. But I, I think I need to do that. You know, for uh, 
for buying stuff like that. I did I do that with music too. I'm like tired, not thinking right. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna buy all of these. I need <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I need the entire library. Yeah, like you just gotta blow into the end of your iPad, and if you if you blow over you know point eight, then you can't buy anything. <laughs> exactly. That's a good idea. <laughs> Apple's going to come out with that, man. It's going to be called the eye breathalyzer. Oh, I can't wait. That's a good idea. <laughs> Save some money, or you'll just stop drinking. One of the two. I guess you're saving money either way. <clears throat> let's let's just kickstart it. <laughs> there you go. We have we have no design ideas. We have no idea how to do it, but give us money. We'll figure it out. <laughs> no, no, no. Let someone else will do the legwork. That's cool. <laughs> Perfect. Trust me. Uh, you got any uh, creator-owned stuff on the horizon there, buddy? Uh, yeah, actually, um... I can't really tell you what it is. I know, it's I'm, the comic industry. You, you, I'm developing... You fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm developing something uh, with a writer uh, right now, and I'm super pumped about it. Um, and I'm working on, like, some other anthology stuff. I wish I could talk about it. I I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with it, That's and I don't really want to, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm stupidly superstitious about stuff. I don't know if he would even care, but um, we are working on uh, a pitch right now and um the writer seems to be pretty optimistic about it getting picked up so we'll see i mean that's <laughs> who knows but do you got uh, uh, you got somewhere specific you want to you want to pitch to or are you guys just kind of you're cool with anybody yeah we're mean? thinking image yeah we're thinking image yep but you know there's always there's always boom and you know idw starting to ramp up uh and even i don't know i mean we haven't really talked about plan b or anything like that right now it's just been straight up plan a image um but uh, i'm not sure yet but i think it's going to be really really cool um we'll we'll see how it goes actually i think i should be sending them a finished art pretty soon so um I'm excited. I think it'll be really cool. Are you coloring it yourself as well, or you guys got a whole team going on? Now we have a colorist. Um, we have a colorist, and she is awesome. And um, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be really cool. But I wish I could talk more about it. <laughs> Just sitting no, here like... No, you don't. Don't lie, man. It's okay. I, I like sidestepping. I... <laughs> this, but, uh... this is the 10th one on this show, and I mean, I've interviewed people before, but... This is the tenth one on this yeah, show, you know. and every single person says the same shit. Um, yep. I, I actually, I actually guessed. Somebody's like, "Oh, I got, a, I got a new book coming out," and I'm like, "Oh, is it from this person or this this publisher?" And he's like, "Well, I can't really talk about it." And then we, we turn off the thing. And he's like, "He's like, how the fuck did you know?" He's like, Where, how, "How did you hear that?" And I'm like, "Well, I was, I was just kind of guessing, and I was kind of hoping." And he's like, "Well, yeah, that's totally who I'm working for." <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, well, sometimes you can pick, you could pick things up from people's interactions on Twitter and stuff too. <laughs> Well, yeah, but, but yeah, you just kind of follow the little path that uh, good old social media leaves for you. Yeah, yeah, that little br- breadcrumb trail. <laughs> but uh, if you could, uh, if you could work on any character, um, like an established character, who would you work? Who would you work on? Mar- Marvel, DC, uh, doesn't uh, matter. Hellboy. Uh-huh. I'd love. Nice. I would love. I knew there was a reason why I wanted you on this show. <laughs> well, we have impeccable taste, both of us. So. Well, it's yeah, it's like, fucking Hellboy, man. Um, yeah, Hellboy, I would love one day to be able to do like a BPRD or Hellboy or anything within that universe. Um, that is my favorite. That's just, that's right up my alley. I I love monsters and I love, you know, there's a humor to it, but there's an, there's a deep mythology to all of it. And 
some of it's rooted, you know, in, in a lot of folk stories. And I just, there's just something, I don't need to tell you why Hellboy's good. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, and anybody that's listened to me talk ever knows as well. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I just, what, the first time I, I saw it, my friend, um, I was working at that studio I mentioned earlier. He was really in the comics, and I had a hiatus where I wasn't reading a lot of comics. You know, I was in art school, and I had no money, and, you know, comics can really drain your pocket sometimes. Don't but that's good. Me, I, think all people, I think all people should just buy more and more and more comics. But anyways, <laughs> on the side of that, uh, he had, like, a lunchbox, like, in his little cubicle area where he worked. And I was like, what is that? There's just, that design is one of the greatest character designs I've ever seen in my life. Hellboy is arrestingly amazing looking. And I was just like, what is that? And I had never seen it, you know? And I remember, <laughs> I like, flashback to when I was probably, like, late elementary school, early middle school. I was not a fan of Mike Mignola's artwork at all. Like, I was a kid. I was, like, turning, it was the 90s. And he was doing like a series of annual covers, and I just did not get it. And I look back at it now, and I'm like, oh, maybe they weren't that great. And I'm like, no, they look like awesome Mignola covers. I was just stupid. I was just stupid then, and now I'm smart, smarter. <laughs> I am not. I am not smart. <laughs> you're, you're a little more educated, at the very least, right? Yeah, I've been. Yeah, I've been. I've been through some uh, some hoops, but at this point, like, I don't know. There's just. After I saw that, I was like, "What is that?" And he lent me a bunch of books, and now I, you know, I, I'm hoarding Hellboy materials at home. Yeah, I, I can't get enough. I got all the library editions, and I've gone back and and finished all the singles. I have like three different copies of Hellboy One. I have like a reading, <laughs> I, have, really? I, have, I have a framed copy, I have a reading copy, and then I have a just in case I fuck up my reading copy copy. Oh, that is <laughs> I like that. And uh, I was I think it was Scotty Young that I saw it. He picked up like a German hardcover edition of Seed of Destruction and it was black and white. And it was just, and I was like, fuck, man, I want to get my hands on that. And then he tweeted shortly after where he's been collecting Seed of Destruction in like various languages for like years now. And I just want, and and some of them are black and white and some of them are still in the full color. And it's like, man, I want those so fucking badly. I don't, I don't care if I can't read it, (laughs) I just want to look at it. No, totally. That's I love seeing black and white art. I, I kind of wish everything just came in like a black and white. Not not the. I love colors too, but you know what I turn in is usually black and white, and I can learn a lot from that stuff. I, I bought a couple pages here and there, and they are just a master class. I bought a Sean Murphy page uh, at C two E two a couple years ago. Oh, nice! And I just stare at that thing. I mean, it's just it's a mess. Like in a good way, though. Like. You could see all of his white out and like how he cuts in with white and you know the fingerprints and thumbprints and everything. It's just really cool to see up close how big how big the line weights are even yeah. um, to to when they that was a big you know that was something about learning how to do pages better and stuff is learning like what's going to hold up when you reduce it down to like a standard comic book size. You know how thick should your line weight be? on your actual, you know, 11 by 17 pages that you're working on. Just, like, s- stupid small little things like that that you don't really think about. You're like, oh, yeah, because I would be doing, like, all these tiny little lines, and it doesn't show up, you know? <laughs> it doesn't reproduce. you got to figure never, out that perfect balance. I've never even considered that. I got a, I got a Brian Revel up on the wall uh, from his uh, Gorillas book from uh, Oni Press oh. there. 
Yeah, and cool. He, he's got like uh, like he did he did a face for one of the characters, and then you, you can tell he didn't like it, so he's got like the the paste over uh, redo of it and stuff. And yeah, yeah, like yeah. cool shit like that, right? Like it's just awesome. That's what I want to see, and and I have a couple artist edition books. Um, oh, I love those. The David Mazza Kelly Mazzicelli. I I don't know what's correct, but he that one is one of my favorites because there's so much of that white out and um just like uh, you can see all the errors and how they fixed them yeah and it makes you makes you see like oh there's a lot more work into this like it's not always a perfect line i mean a lot of that book there are a lot of perfect lines because he's obviously a master but um there's a lot of correction there's a lot of doubt there's a lot of uh revision and that's that that's very heartening to someone who's you know trying to get better and thinking that these these guys are uh completely omnipotent. They're close, <laughs> but not totally there, you know. I got the uh I got the Hellboy one, obviously. Um yep. and I got the uh the Walt Simonson Thor and John Byrne Fantastic Four ones. And man, Yeah, I have the John one. That Byrne that that's just wicked when you're flipping through it and you're looking at like even where they just put the the dialogue boxes and all that kind of stuff like that's cool, man. That was one of the best ideas that IDW ever had. It is. Oh yeah, it's amazing. And you could, I, I learned so much by looking at those. I, I think that those are a great education for people. Um, the uh, this is this might sound like I'm cutting it down. I'm not cutting it down. I got the Jeff Smith Bone one. Oh yeah. And okay, it's number one. It's absolutely stunning. But the craziest thing about that book is Jeff Smith is so technically proficient that a lot of those those uh a lot of the kind of learning things you would get from say like the Mazzucchelli book, you know, none of that is in there because dude lays down a line and it is perfect. I oh, mean really? it is per yeah. A lot of that book basically just looks like bone because he's so good and so incredibly gifted and controlled with his brush stroke that like that his thick to thin is like thick to thin thick to thin thick to thin like perfect so there a lot of like that learning stuff isn't in that book now i'm not cutting it down just saying like it's some i like getting those books so i can kind of see some of that other stuff you know what i mean and his book is it's very close to perfect still you know (laughs) it's it is awesome and stunning to look at for sure but he doesn't make a lot of mistakes yeah he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and that is, um, I guess he is omnipotent, then, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 wanted, I, I wanted to get my hands on the Kirby one. I was a little disappointed that they couldn't get the full, you know, succession of books. I mean, I understand why they couldn't, but... Uh, sure. Uh, I heard there was a fair amount of, like, the whiteout stuff and all the little Kirby, you know, things in that book, and that was really cool, but... It, it sold out pretty quick, so I, when I was humming and hawing about it, I ended up missing out completely. But oh, really? Yeah. Oh man. But I got it's, a uh, uh, ob over at uh, Dark Horse gave me the the Terminator RoboCop. Like it's like the Dark Horse version of the Artist Edition. It's like three inches longer on the one side. And, okay. Uh, I think that was Simonson as well, actually. I'm okay. Trying, I'm trying to look at it from down here. Uh, yeah, Frank Miller wrote it, and Walt Simonson drew it. And I am not familiar with that. Yeah, that's really cool. cool. It's, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was like an early 90s series that they did or something. And uh, it, oh, it looks great. I mean, 
Ob over there, the media guy's like, hey, do you want this? Because me and my wife were down there uh, on our honeymoon. We figured we'd stop in. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's got Simonson and Miller's name on it. Like, why the fuck wouldn't I? And yeah. I, I'm looking at it, right? I'm like, why does it look so big? I bring it home, <laughs> put it on top of my artist editions, and yeah, like, there's a three-inch overhang. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I really want? I would love – have you ever seen Nathan Fox's pages, of like, in person? No, I haven't. Some of his pages are, like, 18 by 20 or something. They're, they're massive. His oh, really? pages are huge, yes. I would love an artist edition of his stuff at size. It's incredible. I think I think Bram Rebel's pages are actually oversized too, because I got a, a I got a Trilla one as well, and it's it's the regular eleven by seventeen. But I think I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think Rebels are oversized, and there was another one I was looking at at a shop, and it was it was like probably even bigger than the the RoboCop one, and I can't remember for the life of me what it is now, but it was an IDW oh. one, and, and yeah, it was much bigger. Uh, I almost want to say it was one of the Red Sonia ones. I, I can't say that for sure. Shit, I can't remember. Oh, okay. Now. But yeah, it, it, it was bigger than the regular size, so they're not, they're definitely not uh, holding it down, just the regular 11 by 17s. But yeah. I, I, I agree, though. Some of those guys that work in those big pages, you want to see them in the, you know, the full size. It's probably yep. just a pain in the ass to do for them, trying to get a whole book like that. They're expensive enough as it is. <laughs> It's a lot of work. Yeah, I imagine it's a lot of work on the production end too. You know, because they have to find that happy medium between. I don't think they they try not to retouch any of it, but I'm sure there's certain things that they need to clip or, you know. Yeah, there's there's got to be a little bit at least to it. I mean, the I mean some of the more recent stuff like Hellboy and Hell is probably that's just how it is, you know. But some yeah. of the, some of the older yep. stuff, I'm sure they've had to adjust a little bit or touch this up or whatever, but. Um, oh, for sure. I think we're running out of time, buddy. Um, cool. Yeah. I, I could chat with you all afternoon, but uh, it's hot as fuck, and I think I need a beer or something. Um, yeah, you deserve that. <laughs> that, I, that didn't sound uh, truthful at all. I just said, like, yeah, you didn't do anything. Go away. No. No, you deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I keep telling myself. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, Thanks for having me on. I really I, uh, appreciate it. I love your site. Thanks, you guys man. do a really, really good job. It means a lot, man. I uh, yeah. I hope to I hope to see some more Valiant stuff from you, uh, some more Marvel stuff. Thanks. And whenever you get your shit together and want to talk about your creator own, let me know. Cool. We'll, It'll uh, be soon. We'll get Very something soon. going on. All San Diego soon, or what's that? Say that again. San Diego soon. Uh, maybe my brother lives there. <laughs> <laughs> Have him announce it for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, um, we'll do that. Uh, where can people find you on the interwebs and Twitters and all that fun stuff? Oh, I'm all over the place. But I, I think I'm probably most active on Twitter. Um, that's where you can see my most up-to-date stuff. But it's uh, I'm just at Riley Art, R-Y-L-E-E-A-R-T on Twitter. And then I guess uh, I'm on Instagram, too. It's uh, Ry, Ry Riley Art and then Tumblr is uh ryleeart.tumblr.com so i'm all you got to have like 20 different sites now it's just the way it goes <laughs> trust me you don't got to tell me i got to try to manage all that shit across the board man yeah i know it's uh <laughs> it's a job in itself it makes uh, me want to get an intern <laughs> i i wish i wish i, w I wish uh, my wife's kid was a little older i'll just make him freaking do it um <laughs> yeah, just go on there and just type this over and over again and send it to people and there you go <laughs> 
Yeah, I should start training my my kids to do that. They're there still pretty young, but uh, start me we'll off, start. Man. You'll have your own social media uh, machine by the time they're you know like eleven, twelve. That's a good idea. <laughs> I'm why starting else, tonight. Why else have kids if you can't make them do stuff for you, right? That's right. My, my wife's not gonna like that line. Um, sorry, baby. <laughs> uh she's uh she's pregnant with my first um so she's due in october so oh nice man congrats that's awesome stoked uh but anyway that's it i think uh i think i'm gonna maybe not this tuesday but next tuesday we'll get you going and uh, all right sounds it depends good, yeah. how my interview tomorrow goes um good luck yeah. that'll be cool <laughs> thanks for the pressure you fucker that'll uh, be cool <laughs> But yeah, don't well, worry. He's only one. He's only like a major comics mogul. Yeah, he's just no big deal. He's just, he's just making a movie with every comic he puts out. It's cool though. Yeah, you know, small time. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Thanks. Cool. Thank you.